1: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings
2: from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers, Chris Canty, in for key today.
1: Good morning, gentlemen. That's your song right there? What up, I see you it Doesn't matter day. what
3: song you play on this Monday morning, I'm dancing to it with my jacket
1: on. That, that's what it is. That's how I'm just feeling. Just because right now. your team is in the final four of yeah. Coach K's final season?
3: Oh, because we're about to play a team that beat our head in on Coach K's singer night? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I want this.
3: It Did, d- didn't Foo, go so well. I want this.
2: Foo Fighters on the way and I'm told that was Foo Fighters mm-hmm. in honor of their drummer passing away. So, so, yeah, I know I just destroyed Jay's mood, but any, at any rate. The point is, yeah. You just took it a down lot, to a, level, Max, that- a lot of stuff <laughs> going happened. on this weekend, this past weekend, and coming up. We are. You have to get past it now, Jay. I said it. I why did would it, they? Why would you like, Why would you? What?
3: What? I, I ruined your mood, and happening. that's all there
2: is to it. I don't know what just happened. You feel, you feel like like there was someone who didn't know what happened uh, last <laughs> night either. <laughs>
1: And he got slapped. Exactly. You're well yeah. on your way, Max. Hey, don't make calm it socially down over awkward. There. Don't calm make it down over there.
2: Although Chris could probably reach me from over there. I absolutely could. So, so <laughs> last night, I, like, I really thought, oh, my God, do we have a show this morning, right? So much stuff going on, as always. Duke and UNC going to be in the – they've never met in the tournament before. In the Final Four, there's stuff going on. And I don't see how we can start the show without talking about Will Smith, right? Like, is there a way? Can somebody – is it possible? Uh,
3: I, last night, I'm laying in bed watching the Oscars with my wife. She forced me to watch it. I didn't want to watch it. And when I saw it happen in real time, you know me. I got Twitter fingers. I was all over it. And I saw somebody actually post it from Australia because they, they they kind of silenced everything, right, for overall the stuff because you didn't hear what Chris Rock said. You saw Will Will Smith's mouth moving. You thought you knew. But then when I saw that the, the clip from Australia – and I heard him say, keep my wife's name out your
1: mouth. I, I was, I got so intense. It, it was a real thing. Oh yeah. Jay, it I, was that, a real that, thing. CC. That, that's when it gets real though. When somebody says, keep my wife's name out your mouth. That, that lets you know, it's taking it to a level where it's not staged. This is not something that's fake. This is not a bit that these guys planned out ahead of time. This was Will Smith feeling away about Chris Rock rattling off and saying something about Jada. Now I, I feel like Jada just caught a stray in all of that. It wasn't necessarily directed toward her in any kind of personal way, but it's clear that both Will and Jada took it personal, and then Will Smith took it upon himself to go up on the stage and smack the hell out of him.
3: And then CC made me start thinking last night about I'm like, man, I wonder if I have the power to slap
1: some people like that.
3: No, no, I got no, a lot looking, of people. Looking, I got Jay, a lot Jay, of people started running through my Jay. mind. I'm like, ooh I want to slap Will some Jay, people you're, like, you're, looking at it? It. you're
1: looking at it the wrong way. It's not just the power; it's the freedom. The freedom. The freedom. The freedom. The freedom. I'm gonna go <laughs> up here and slap the hell out of one of the most famous comedians in the world, <laughs> and I got an Oscar acceptance speech. What right. you mean? He, Think sl- about he how
2: slapped free him you on live be. on live TV, like the most watched show in the world, and then accepted the Oscar <laughs> on Max, the same night. Didn't go to jail. Accepted the Oscar a few minutes later.
1: Max, let me tell you what happened. It was real, Smith getting tired of all them memes on social media from that red table talk that he did with his wife, Jada. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happened. Will Smith got everybody out here thinking that he's the Fresh Prince of Valera. People need to realize that was just a TV show. That's not the real Will Smith from West Philadelphia born and raised. The one we saw last night was more reflective of who that dude really is. That's Chris Canty you're listening to
2: (laughs) sitting in for Key on Keyshawn J. Willemax ESPN Radio. When he got – see – I didn't see it live. I see it I see it on social media. I'm like, oh, wait, I got to wake up and shake the cobwebs and watch this now. It's <laughs> after 11 p.m., right? And at first I thought this has to be a hoax. But exactly what you guys said. When you saw Will Smith's reaction oh. sitting down and he was choked with emotion, that's when you're like, oh, this is for real. Unless, if that was a hoax, he deserves another Academy Award. Will Smith <laughs> does. That was, that was unbelievable. He... Okay, so he gets up, right? And his wife's vanity is offended publicly, so it's humiliating. He gets up, defends her honor. He's, he's playing a character, you know, King Richard, right, who who's defends his family, and he uses that when he accepts the Oscar. And he apologized to everyone except Chris Rock, by the way, when, uh, as, as explaining, like, what kind of uh, mindset he's in. He gets up there. As he approaches Chris... Rock is kind of like still doing his thing. That's right, Max. Go into Max Boxing. Okay, let me, Give tell, me,
3: you, the let me tell you. Max unboxing breakdown of the because it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't like a baby powder in the right hand uh, wind up right. No, it was it no. was a straight jab. It was bah,
2: bah. A, a straight right hand. He did not wind up like if you like you see those slapping competitions. You wind way up right. No, it's nothing like that. And it was it was from it was like tight. He had to come back a little bit to just bend his hand back. But it was like a straight... <laughs> Jay grew up boxing. It was a straight right hand. No, to me, no question, he did that because he was in the movie Ali and trained as a boxer for a while. So he threw kind of a... Stri- but because he did it that way, he just caught Rock with the front part of his fingers and not the palm. When people are like, oh, Chris Rock has a good chin, that's because he just got caught with his fingers. I watched it in slow motion a bunch of times. Okay, Yeah, he just got caught with the front part of the hand and not... Not the, yeah. not the real. So, not the so, meat.
1: So by CompuBox standards, that's not a power bow. That's I, not a power punch. No, it is a power
2: punch because it's, it's off the back foot. It, it, yeah, it, it, it's a yeah. Power off the back foot. Yeah.
1: Okay, so it still counts as a power it's punch. A power
2: slap. Yeah, power it's slap. a pa- yeah, power slap. power pimp slap. I almost,
1: I almost would have preferred to be punched than the slap though. Like cuz if I slap you that is the ultimate disrespect as a man slapping another man I, th- there is no respect there. But see this is why I lost it cuz if I get slapped on national TV we're we about to fight.
3: No question. Like, no. I'm a, you ain't walk, you going to turn your back away from me and
1: just walk
2: no, off but the stage. I handled exactly. it well.
1: And I'm going to continue with the show and talking about <laughs> like, documentary. Just <laughs> smack out of me. Actually,
2: no. Rock looks real good now, guys. You're wrong about Rock because he's hosting the Academy Awards. I agree with you. We didn't miss
1: it. Listen, we're giving Chris Rock his props for maintaining his Composure because if a grown man walks up to me and slaps me wherever I'm at, if we're doing this show right now and somebody walks in and slaps yeah, me, sure. let me tell you what right now is going to happen. We're going to go to commercial break because there's going to be some furniture moving. Chris in and I'm not hold sure we
3: going to be able to get Chris Rock. So the reason why Chris
1: Rock was slapped
3: I'm is because sure. he's like five, five. That's yeah. why yeah. he was. Yeah,
2: hold on. He's trying to beat us in the head with this. Chris Canty, what's your walking around wait Three hundred plus. See, and three hundred plus. Slapped. How, 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 many, years play, how <laughs> many years you play in the NFL? Eleven years in the league. Okay. Eleven years win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Chris you know Canty man, man. I su- die, Right. I'm just want yes, you stating for the record. You did it with my Giants. Believe me. Anyway, the point is Chris Canty, three hundred plus pounds, Super Bowl champion, eleven years in the league, is talking about, yo, if someone comes up here first of all, no one's slapping you, and secondly, no kidding. Chris Rock is half of Will Smith's size, and he's got a tux on hosting the Academy Awards. And, and by Chris. the
3: way, Cece, I wouldn't walk up to you thinking about slapping you. I'll look at your kneecaps. Yeah, right. I gotta 100%. go kneecaps first for you because I, I can't have you move because I'm gonna move around. I'm gonna try to run around.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's my Kryptonite right there. I'm done, I'm done dealing. <laughs> no, hit no, no, that's, that's, that's my Jay, move. That's, move. Cross that's cross god
2: technique. Whoa, whoa. And then you know you,
1: you, you go up high, boom, you, down low. You to hit me with a Johnny Lawrence sweep the leg. You go cobra, sweep the leg. Yeah,
2: you gotta sweep on Chris. Auntie, you, got you better start oh, sweeping the leg. It'll look more like Jeff Van Gundy when he's holding on to Alonzo Mourning's leg. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive uh... Insurance. I mean, I, you know what's funny about, the, about the, the slap? Like, 20 years from now, maybe we're not going to be thinking about it and stuff, right? But I think about moments in the world where I was like, from very serious stuff to much more lighthearted stuff and everything in between where i like, I never saw something like that before. I'm never going to forget that, Right last night? I'm never good. Like, what? What just happened? Dur- during the, that's something that would happen in like Eastbound and Down or an HBO comedy <laughs> like that, right? Not in real life.
3: I mean, and by the way, Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, Regina Hall did a hell of a job hosting last night. That wasn't like the first time that a jab was taken to Will Smith and Jada Pinkett, right? Like, they, yeah. they were doing it the whole show. So there's something else. Yeah. There's something else brewing there with Chris Rock. That's fascinating.
2: Yeah. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance, they say <laughs> um, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face, right? get punched in the mouth. Chris Rock stayed with his
0: plan. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot For the ones who get it
1: done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done g sean j will and max the podcast i pulled
2: up to chris
3: rock around <laughs>
2: <laughs> see i remember will smith from before he was like the fresh prince the fresh prince happened because he dropped parents of the world just don't understand mm-hmm. remember that one yep. anyone remember parents of the world just don't no, Understand"? I that. and before that there was another one just like it um Girls of the World Ain't Nothing But Trouble. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? Because that was, and yeah, man, and early on, he sounded like a happy-go-lucky rock him. You know, like he was, he was an actual rapper before he was the Fresh Prince. So anyway, guys, this is, uh, this is unbelievable what's going on here in sports right now. Albert Pujols, back to the Cardinals. I, I thought the, the contract he signed with the Angels would be the last one. Right, Mm -hmm. they overpaid by a lot. It was obviously a stupid thing to do when the Angels signed him because he was in decline already. Um, But he finished up the contract and signed a one-year deal with the Cardinals. Who is the athlete you'd like to see return his to to his original team to finish his career? Like like LeBron and Brady are the obvious ones, right?
3: Yeah, LeBron back to the Cavs, probably. Or you know, just from a basketball perspective, because I would like to see it happen. I would like to see Dwight Howard finish his career with the Orlando Magic, right? Like that's, that's where I know Dwight Howard from. I think there are so many cases, CC, of certain guys where as a fan, I'm not saying they have to want it because obviously they're living their own lives. But as a mm-hmm. fan, you want to see them like, oh, because that reminded me of this team. So I'll probably go with Dwight Howard.
1: Yeah, for me, I would stay in the lane of football and go with A.J. Green who's a mm. free agent right mm. now in the marketplace, but all those years in Cincinnati where he carried Andy Dalton and the Bengals to the playoffs only to come up short and to never win a playoff game. Franchise hadn't won a playoff game since the early 90s, and now they're contending for Super Bowls. Like, have A.J. Green finish it up. I know there's not a lot of room in the end when it comes to the Bengals receiving core, but it would be nice to see A.J. Green. How good is he still, Green. Chris? I still think he can be a secondary receiver. Yeah. I mean, A.J. Green, I mean, in terms of jump balls, red zone threats, he's one of the best in
2: the National Football League. It happens League. so fast with receivers where, like, I just think of the world that we lived in, let's say, five years ago. The three best receivers, but you have to also mention A.J. Green, he's four, at, you know, it's really the four best receivers, yep. were Julio Jones, A.B., and Odell. And then A.J. Green. Those were the top four. And why don't you talk A.J. Green more? And already, none of those guys, like, A.B. A, is not even employable right now. Yeah. Odell's rehabbing from injury. Julio Jones is a nice, cheap little pickup type thing. It happens fast.
1: Yeah, life happens fast in the NFL. But that's why they say it stands for not for long, Max. You know this better than anybody. So, Oof. it would be cool to see A.J. finish off with a winner.
2: I got to tell you, Keyshawn J. Willamax, ESPN Radio. Chris Canty in for Keyshawn today. Uh. 888 729 Here's the question today. 888-SAY-ESPN. Are Duke haters rooting for Duke because <laughs> it's Krzyzewski's final season? Let me tell you something just personally. I always rooted against Duke, always. But starting to do this show, because it's Jay Will, it's Mr. Duke here, and I actually am in a room with Jay more than I spend time in a room with with just about anyone in my life. It's five hours a day. So just, it's, and this is not some dude who roots for Duke. The dude's, Jersey is hanging in the rafters, right? So I root for Duke because of that. But I wouldn't care if it's Shashevsky's last season. If not for my relationship with Jay, I'd be rooting against Duke still, Chris. Yeah, it makes it hard to hate on
1: Duke knowing how good of a guy Jay will actually is. <laughs> now that being said, I'm still <laughs> going to do, do it. And it makes me it puts me in an interesting spot, Max, because that means I'm also rooting against my alma mater's ACC rival in the Carolina Tar Heels, and that's the oldest rivalry in the South. So right. I'm in an uncomfortable position. I wish that both teams could lose in the Final Four, but that's not going to happen. But I think it's awfully ironic that we're talking about the, first, the two teams facing off for the first time in the NCAA tournament in the Final Four for the right to compete for a championship. Which one do you despise more? Duke. Because okay. they've been more successful. It's 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 not just the Have success, they? Max. It's the aura that's around the program, right? There's this there's this air about them, how they go about their business. Like, they feel like they're a cut above, that they are the standard in the ACC. And, of course, Coach K having championships or reaching Final Fours across five different decades. But also, like, just as that, an institution. That, exactly.
2: Duke that, as an institution in the South gives you that feeling, yes, right? Yes, yeah. no
1: doubt about it. And just that model of consistency, like, they haven't had the drop-off that we've seen at times with the K Carolina program. And so it just makes it feel like they believe that they're better than everybody else and they're not shy about letting folks know about it.
3: Here's my thing about the game on Saturday this is the biggest game in college basketball history. Hold on, repeat that. This game on Saturday, Duke, North Carolina in the Final Four is the biggest college basketball game in the history of the sport. Why? The pie in the sky would have been Duke Carolina in the national championship. This is the first time this is the next closest thing. First time these two teams are ever meeting in the NCAA tournament. And when you think about it, biggest rivalry in sports. Even if you want to compare Yankees, Red Sox, you give me a little it, it can compete. Coach K's last hurrah. Two teams that have never met. think about the series. Duke wins fifty games. Carolina's won 49. Points scored in the overall series, Duke 7,784, Carolina 7,763. So think about that, that gap. It's so close. And the fact that North Carolina ruined Coach K's senior night, his last season ever coaching, his last game ever at Cameron Indoor Stadium, North Carolina came in. And that was an event, and they won. They celebrated on the court. There was that coaching mishap with Chris Carwell not shaking hubert davis 's hand. You have Nolan Smith, who kind of gave him the look away. The rivalry is there, and there was nobody as a Duke fan that I want to see more in the final four than North Carolina. It would be so serendipitous to win against North Carolina, to have Coach K in his last season win a national championship to go through North Carolina. And if we lose, CC, we lose. But you can't ask for a better opportunity as a Duke player.
1: Jay, do you really feel that way? Because I know that sometimes fans like it that way, like they want to go through their arch rival in order to get to a championship. But that's not necessarily how players feel all the time. Like, I don't have to have the hardest road in order to compete for a championship. They I better feel that
3: way. Okay. They better. You know why? Because that game at. So so you're
1: saying when they were watching the game between St. Peter's and Carolina, they were rooting for Carolina to beat St. Peter's.
3: I would. Me personally, because I would want that. Okay. Because me as a player, that game at Cameron Indoor Stadium, that wasn't a game. That was an event. Mm-hmm. That was 90-plus former players.
1: That was media bonanza that was an all around. All, so it, much so to the point where Coach K felt the need to go out and address the crowd and say, that performance that we just had is not reflective of this team and it doesn't reflect the standards that this program has. When Coach K felt compelled to do that, I was like, wow, this, this is interesting. But now, I mean, based on where they're at, we could look at that moment as the inflection point in Duke's Ooh. season Ooh. Exactly where that catapulted them, that, that that allowed them to go on this championship run. And every every championship team has that, right? Yep. Like, you go through that, right? Max, for us, it was beating the New York Jets on Christmas Eve in 2011, and we didn't lose a game after that. We won a Super Bowl. Like, every team has those moments throughout the course of the season where they're faced with some adversity, and how you respond is going to dictate the rest of the year. And Coach K said it. He said, we got a lot more basketball Oh, play. yeah, we got a lot got left, left. bounced in the ACC tournament by a hot Virginia Tech team. But you saw the way this team was trending with Paulo Bencaro and Trevor Keels coming off the bench, bringing a whole lot of energy. You can tell now they're playing their best basketball of the season. And that's was what, it makes, inflection and that's point what check? makes
3: Duke so scary. We all need rain and sunshine to grow, right? And that was rain for Duke. And if you here's get the one from thing, Joshoski, that, I know, that, that right, Rain you and know it was. That was, it, it, it was in the ball yeah. 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 Trust yeah. and believe that those little moments will be clipped off and will be shown to all the Duke players throughout the course of the entire week. And as big of a game this will be nationally, locally, this is why this rivalry matters so much. You know how many North Carolina fans you have that work on Duke's campus? You can't run from this game. People are going to be talking about this. Daily, barbershops, at the grocery store, Piggly Wiggly's, all the spots. That's what's going to be spoken about. So that that sight of having North Carolina coaches run on Cameron Indoor Stadium's court, celebrating against,
2: all oh, the psychological
3: warfare that's about to be instilled into these players, that's the key to watch.
2: And if it winds up with Duke winning, getting by them in the tournament and winning a national title, that's the rain that's worth it, right? That's when you need a rainy oh, day. Oh, the I'm final four is set. And four schools have 61 combined Final Four appearances. Led by North Carolina's 21st appearance in the Final Four. Stats Incredible is brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. What's up, Chris?
1: No, I was just going to say that Coach K breaking the tie with John Wooden for the most Final Fours in NCAA history. That When I saw that stat... That just lets you know how great Coach K
2: actually is in this day and age. That, it that's should what not I'm be, like, and that you, you never had possible. Kareem Abdul Jabbar, <laughs> right? You know, exactly. like they they went Kareem to Bill Walton, like you should never lose a game, and they never did. Yeah, they, they won ten chips did. in twelve yeah. seasons. Yes, yeah, I mean, by the way, Coach don't
3: K forget all the great, other man. legacies on the line now. Hubert Davis is in his first year after Roy Williams retiring, has a chance to win a championship for North Carolina. You also have Jay Wright, who people are saying. Could replace essentially who Coach K has been as, as it relates to being one of the greatest coaches. He's going for three, like he's there's only he's going for three. And Bill Self, who's won the Big Twelve, it seems like year after year after year, who's waiting for a second. He's going for a second as well.
2: He, don't let's wait till Shaheen Holloway gets to Seton Hall. Okay, that's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> now we'll see what's what. Oh, the tri-state area college basketball heating back up. A huge performance by a former Blue. Blue 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 devil. devil Blue that Devil Blue Devil Blue Devil That actually sounds pretty good. Blue Duke Devil. Duke Blue Devil, who's not getting enough love. Blue I said it again. Bluk, did I say it again? You yes said you did. Duke, 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 you blue You yeah, have like an aneurysm Duke, on the air. Blue <laughs> Devil. Max. Duke Blue Devil. There you, <laughs> there you go. Who's not getting enough love? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any
0: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
3: The Keyshawn, J. Will, and
2: Max podcast. When he went no huddle and they started to make plays. All the big games but light on time? Let us catch you up. It's definitely not fun ever playing against a no huddle offense. Let's run the no huddle. Whether you huddle, whether you
1: don't huddle, it still comes down to just the execution.
2: Keyshawn J. Axe on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Chris Canty in for key today. Keyshawn J. Axe is presented by Progressive Insurance. You can call us at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Are Duke haters rooting for Duke now? Coach K's last dance. Time for the no huddle. Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Get the $45 silver unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless. What a weekend in the NBA. It started Saturday night when the Memphis Grizzlies beat the Milwaukee Bucks without Ja Morant. The Grizzlies announced that Ja would be out for two weeks with a sore knee. May not matter much for Memphis. 17-2 and without Ja this year, which is obviously a better record than with Ja somehow. Here's Grizzlies head coach, Taylor Jenkins, after the win. We keep playing the same. We want to be super aggressive. We want to touch the paint as much as possible and we do the drill work. We've got multiple guys that we want to be able to break down the defense. So um, even without Ja, Ty skin into the paint. It's Jaren's drives. It's Dez's drives. It's DB's drives. Um, seeing Melton Zaire even getting there at times, too. Just multiple guys attacking. Jay, is this hurting Ja's MVP case? <laughs> People
3: are going to try to say it does, but – My retort to that would be, all right, tell me who the other players on the Memphis Grizzlies are. Like, give me a real breakdown. (laughs) Tell me who Desmond Bain is. Tell me who D'Anthony Melton really is. Like, tell me who Kyle Anderson is. You may know who Dylan Brooks is because of his time at Oregon Mm -hmm. and his game against Coach K, but, like, give me a breakdown of who these guys are that you think debases or takes away, diminishes the value of John Morant's MVP run. Stop! They're a good team, but with John Morant, they're a team that can get to the NBA Finals. I said that,
2: people laughed at me. Now what's up? Agreed. I'll just say 7 and set Look, I think you know Jaws like my favorite player. I think he's amazing. I think he win finals MVP. I said that earlier in the season. 17 and 2 without him. He's on a really good team and they should not be 17 and 2 without him though. If if they're 17 and 2 without him, they should have like 3 losses on the whole season. But they don't. It's the reality. Celtics move into the top spot in the East. The Celtics moved into the top spot on Sunday, Jay. Beat the Timberwolves 134 112. Sixers lost to the Suns 114 104. Tatum 34. Jalen Brown 31. Had Tatum on the show a few weeks ago. Jay, you asked him if he finally feels like this is his team. He gave a very interesting answer. Chris, listen to this.
1: I guess you could say that laid back and as quiet as I am. You know, I've never been the type to, you know, outright verbally say this is my team, my guys. But, you know, I think just the, the way that I prepare myself, the way I go about. Um, each day, each game, you know, just trying to set the example. I think you could look at it that way as one of the, the the key points, one of the leaders. And I think you know I've earned the respect of all the guys on my team.
2: Look, if if this is not the case, I apologize in advance. It seems to me more people are not as many people are not, are are talking. Ab- Sorry, Jason Tatum is not talked about as a young star in the league as much as some of the other young stars. Why is that, Jay?
3: It's because listen to what he just said. I feel like I'm one of the leaders on my team. It feels like Boston resembles more of the Golden State Warriors that it's a collective. It's a core and you wonder, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart being similar to the engine of Draymond Green. We look at Draymond Green, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson as one collective unit. You see what happens when one drops off? Their team kind of drops off. And we don't see Jason Tatum the same way we see a Luka Doncic or we see a LeBron James. They can carry a team by himself. But
2: Steph got mad press. Like, Steph is separated from the other guys in terms of the way he's viewed, Jay. Why is he Because he's, he's one of the most way. prolific
3: shooters the game of basketball just, has
2: ever seen. Just levels. You're exactly. Exactly.
3: Yeah. So Jason Tatum's on his way, but 23 years old still. Remember, it was last year, man, during the pandemic, that game in L.A. where he dropped 50, where we were talking about yep. it that way. So it's trending in that direction.
2: Could be. Mike McCarthy won't be attending this week, this week's NFL owner meetings in Dallas. This comes after Albert Breer tweeted the other day, um, the Cowboys are hiring Brian Schottenheimer, the Jaguars' pass game coordinator last year, in, in creating a sort of unique role for him, Chris Canty where he'll help both coordinators, odd. Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore, much of Schottenheimer's job will center on league trends and game planning. Isn't that what Mike McCarthy's job's supposed to be, Chris? That's exactly what his job is supposed to be. And, Max, this is the perfect example
1: of too many cooks in the kitchen. Now, I get what Jerry Jones is trying to do. Ben McAdoo moves on. You're going to replace him by putting Brian Schottenheimer in this special consultant role? But how did that work out for you last year in terms of your game planning, your X's and O's, and your strategy, especially late in games? It didn't. You look at what happened against Arizona in the regular season. You look at what happened in the game against uh, the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs. Like Those were examples of poor clock management by Mike McCarthy. Those types of things can't happen consistently. And so if you want to bring in somebody to help you manage – the clock that makes sense but that's not the role that they're putting brian Schottenheimer in which is why the decision to have a go-between doesn't make sense and it seems redundant because that's ultimately the head
2: coach's job from the beginning the hiring of mike mccarthy was let's find the biggest name we can find that jerry can still push around let's be honest about this who has the most gravitas that ain't going to interfere with what jerry wants to do or get too much credit either enter mike mccarthy
1: here's the thing max i'll say this Jerry Jones can't get the head coach he wants. The guy he wants is Sean Payton. He's got to
2: wait a year for that. Yep, There it is. that's That's really what it is. The Cleveland Browns introduced recently acquired quarterback Deshaun Watson. Watson said he was surprised by the allegations against him and proclaimed his innocence. Cleveland GM Andrew Berry said the team was advised by legal counsel not to contact or to not contact the women directly, and this is a quote, out of concern it would be considered interfering with a criminal investigation, end quote. Here's Barry and ESPN Browns reporter Drake, Jake Trotter on Friday. Listen.
4: Yeah, Andrew, just to be clear, uh, nobody from the Browns or representing the Browns spoke to any of the 22 women who've made allegations, correct? We, we, we,
0: like, like I mentioned earlier in my opening statement, J- Jake, our attorneys advise us that reaching out directly could be considered interfering with a criminal investigation. But that's the reason that we did hi- hire independent investigators to make sure that we could get that comprehensive and holistic perspective.
4: The investigators you hired did speak to the women? I'll say the
0: investigators that we hired were able to get a full perspective of of all the cases. Yes. Not speaking I'm going to say the full perspective of all the cases. I'm not going to go into necessarily the details of, what, of everything the investigators did, but they got a full perspective for all the criminal and civil cases, Jake. This is
2: what I want to know, guys. Um... Deshaun Watson, the way this whole press conference was set up, the the blanket reason that they can't get into details is there's an ongoing investigation. Mm. Uh, We'd love to. I'd be happy. Nothing would please me more than answering these questions as specifically as you like. Unfortunately, our hands are tied. There's an ongoing investigation. This is what I want to know from the Browns and Deshaun Watson. And then, you know, I'll hold my tongue, right? When will you agree now to set up a press conference where we can all ask questions Once this is resolved, like, do you commit to that now? Because what winds up happening is uh, with ongoing investigation, we can't commit. I'm innocent. Then you settle out of court, whatever. A lot of these cases, well, there's non-disclosure or else you, you, you know, people ask questions about it and it's almost considered rude. Like that's old stuff. I'm focused on the future. These things are fine for me, Chris, Jay, as long as the time comes when we get back together and ask these questions now that you can answer them.
1: Yeah, let me tell you what's not going to happen, Max. They're not going to have a press conference Mm -hmm. even after they settle these 22 pending civil lawsuits. It's not going to happen, and it'll always be an excuse, whether it's the NDAs, whether it's actual football that's going on. They can just run the line of this is the organization moving forward with Deshaun Watson. Now, I think the clearing of the criminal cases, both in Harris County and Brazoria County, that paved the way for the Cleveland Browns to get aggressive and try to make the move because ultimately, if there's no criminal case, Deshaun Watson is going to play in the National Football League again. Right. And I think the Cleveland Browns settled on, okay, this is the situation. If he's going to play again, why not for our franchise when we're not sold on our franchise quarterback, Baker Mayfield? So I can understand how they got to this point. What I don't understand, Max, is if you make a $230 million commitment to a quarterback and you guarantee that amount of money – How the hell are the owner and his wife not at the press conference with the general manager and Kevin Mm Stefanski? Like, people need to understand, when you guarantee that amount of money in the National Football League, that is the owner writing a $230 million check to be put in escrow and paid out according to the schedule of the contract. That's the reality of it. Now, listen, Jimmy Haslam might have a bunch of Bs, but anytime you make a quarter of a billion-dollar commitment, you probably want to stand in front of that and be around that because you want to get the return on investment. And the fact that they weren't there and they did a separate Zoom saying that they were comfortable with the findings from the investigation, that part rubs me the wrong way. You can't defer to your football operations people in that situation because we all know that's an ownership decision.
2: Andrew Berry's tried it out there to take the shots and the owners hide and then do a Zoom later. I agree with you, Chris. That, that's not the right way to handle it. Nah. Jay, this is Deshaun Watson at that same press conference, will he settle his civil suits? Listen, and they're going to ask you, you're going to hear the question and his answer. Trying to
0: settle the 22 civil suits? Um, that's not my intent. My intent is to continue to clear my name as much as possible, and that's what I'm focused on.
2: All right, so there he is. He's focused on clearing his name as much as possible. His, the, here's the key word intent is not to settle the civil suits. He can say that now, right? He, we'll see what happens. He's going
3: to settle. He's going to settle. I mean, if, if you want... We we're talking about 22 trials instead of one. I think that could be very disruptive to your season, and that comes along with a lot of attention, too, that then you have to answer that puts Browns fans in very precarious situations as new evidence comes out per trial. It's lawsuits, That's not trials, but yeah, lawsuits. Yes, lawsuits, yeah. lawsuits yeah. Okay, yes. And the thing that really resonated with me yesterday, CC, thinking about this, and I don't know why it just hit me. You know I was a professional athlete, obviously, playing with the Bulls. I've had surgeries, 13-plus surgeries. I've had two massage therapists my entire life. I've had one that got vetted throughout the entire Bulls organization. It was the top tier, same one that worked with Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And then my one now that I've had, her name is Aaron. She's with the New York Knicks. I work out there just because I've had so many issues. And we literally set up milestones hey, like here are my goals that I'm working on this month as it relates to stretching and physical therapy and massage therapy, right? Like all these different things. And we hit these milestones. The fact that you've had 22 massage therapists that you've gotten through social media
1: me as a person, I'm like, wow.
2: You're not going to hit any milestones. Yeah, that's it's not 22? on
1: the that's, Jay, that's not on the up and up, man. When are you reaching out to massage therapists on Instagram through DMs? Like that, that, that doesn't a, that doesn't happen. Something about that doesn't pass the smell test. It does when it comes it, to Deshaun Watson. Because like I said, I played in the NFL 11 years and three different teams. On all of those teams, there are a handful of massage yes. therapists that work with all the guys in the locker room. So when you go to a new team, who's your massage therapist, you start working with that individual because it's a very specific form of treatment that professional athletes need in order to get their bodies right and prepare for games. You don't find that type of expertise on Instagram. That, that, that's, not, that's just not where it happens at. That's not where those relationships are developed. So for me, it's something about it doesn't pass the smell test. But Max, I do think it's a slippery slope when we have the presumption of guilt just, based on, the not, sheer, just yeah. based on the sheer number of accusations. I disagree and, with that. I, sexual, I, wait, it, 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 go, ahead.
2: go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry. But I disagree with that I, last part. I'm not saying he's line.
3: guilty. Yeah. But, no, I'm not but, saying you're but, saying but, that. But, CeCe, yeah. but, 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 when there's 22 people yeah. and their stories are all unique and different, yeah. and you see the history, the pattern, it, just, it presents a, it it's presents a challenging case. No it's fact it, it. presents a challenging Let's talk
2: about the difference between the criminal and a civil suit, right? Criminal suit, the burden of proof is beyond a reasonable doubt right you have to be really sure this happened a civil suit you just a preponderance of the evidence you're yeah. 51-49, you 51 49 more likely than not so yeah. but in the court of public opinion chris The presumption of innocence is a legal presumption. In the court of public opinion, if it was he said, she said, let's wait till the facts come out. If it's she said, he said, she said, she said, I understand. If it's he said and she said and she said and each one of this is a a person, an individual, and she said and she said twenty-two times, you there, you have to turn off a part of your brain not to think something's going on here.
1: Well, well, here's the thing, Max. I'm not saying that there's not something going on. What I'm saying is, are we? I'm uncomfortable saying that Deshaun Watson is guilty of sexual assault Agreed. or sexual Agreed. misconduct just based on the sheer number. Agreed. Of, but I'm not going to do that.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to do I, I, that. I'm with you. I'm just saying you got a lot of explaining to do, yeah, right? You, like you a do, lot you, of explaining you do, to do. You do,
1: Max. But, but here's the other thing that I will say. The fact that there wasn't an indictment when it came to the cases in Harris County and Brazoria County. Like the, the grand jury saw whatever evidence that was out there and said we can't move forward with this case even taking it to a trial. I think that says something about the actual evidence that 's out there that 's why I think it 's a slippery slope. But to some just crimes are assume
2: that he 's guilty some crimes are hard to prove fair when two people are alone, one of the reasons you might one might set up a situation one on one in private is whatever happens is difficult to document right yeah. that doesn 't mean that and that 's why you understand why criminally maybe it doesn 't go forward, but the civil cases might and more important, the court of public opinion is like, come on man it 's twenty two different women saying the exact same thing. You heard uh, Jake Trotter in that clip with Andrew Berry, and Jake joins us now. Good morning, Jake, ESPN Browns reporter. Jake? I think we're having an issue with Jake's mic, maybe. Jake Trotter, are you with us? Yeah, hey, Max, I can hear you. What's going on? There it goes. What's going on, Jake? What was your biggest takeaway from the Browns press conference on Friday?
4: Yeah, my biggest takeaway was some of the things Deshaun Watson said. You know, he came out and said that he had never sexually assaulted a woman in his life before, never harassed a woman. He has no intention of settling these civil lawsuits at the moment, and he has no regrets about anything that happened. Uh, He was asked all those questions, and and I I was kind of surprised how much he spoke on the topic, uh, you know, given the, the situation he's in. Legally, But that was my big takeaway, you know, Deshaun Watson coming out and saying that I'm not going to settle right now. And this is something that could linger for a while because it doesn't sound to me like the uh, uh, attorney for the plaintiffs is interested in settling as well. So this could continue on for a while.
3: Jake, uh, I'm curious, when do you think the league will come to a decision on a suspension for Watson?
4: Yeah, that's a great question, and and it's the big unknown right now. Um, are they going to wait until these civil lawsuits are resolved? If that's the case, guys, it, this could, could – Deshaun Watson could be suspended if the league did suspend him in, in 2023 because if, if neither side settles and this goes to trial, that's going to happen, I'm told, you know, beginning in February or March of next year. And then at that point, if – the league decides that it wants to suspend Watson, then that could be 2023. But uh, usually in these types of cases, you you would think a a suspension, if it's going to happen, would be coming, you know, in the next month or two. But but that would depend on, again, whether the league wants this to be resolved, um, you know, in terms of a settlement or in court. Uh, Otherwise, this could be something that the NFL just waits and, and, and sees what happens.
1: Talking with ESPN Browns reporter Jake Trotter on KJM. And Jake, as to the incumbent quarterback, Baker Mayfield, there were reports going back to last season that there were contract talks between the Browns and Baker Mayfield. Can you give us a a little bit of insight as to how far those talks got and whether or not this is a situation where Baker Mayfield potentially overplayed his hand when it came to getting the deal done?
4: Yeah, I don't know where that report is coming from. I mean, to my knowledge, talking to multiple people, there were never any contract talks last last offseason. So, uh, you know, I, I think that the idea that there were th- these negotiations and they couldn't come to a deal last summer, I mean, that never happened. So I, I I don't know that Baker underplayed or overplayed his hand because they were never in a position to sign an extension with the team. And the team – very much was in wait-and-see mode with Baker Mayfield even coming off the 2020 season.
2: So what's next for Baker? You know, turning down $30 million a year or whatever. And I, I always refer back, talking to Jake Trotter, ESPN Browns reporter, Keyshawn J. Willemax, Chris Canty in for uh, Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, I, I always think back to um, John Elway talking about when he was talking about Osweiler back in the day, there should be a middle-class niche for quarterbacks and had Baker signed a contract like that in thirty a year is above that, he'd be set he didn't, and now, what's next for him?
4: yeah, I mean again, max, I don't to my knowledge, he was never offered a contract of thirty million a year, so it it again, this is you know talking to multiple people i I don't think he had a contract to sign or not sign. They just never entered into any negotiations last off season but yeah, I mean, if they had offered him that contract and he had signed it, I think things would be looking very differently for him going forward than they do right now. Where, you know, you have to wonder if he's going to have an opportunity to even start next season. He might have to go somewhere and be a backup and rebuild his value, you know, similar to the way you know Mitchell Trubisky did in Buffalo. Now he's a, a chance to be the starting quarterback in, in Pittsburgh. But, you know, this idea that Mayfield was offered a contract extension last summer—I mean, to my knowledge, that is not true.
1: Jake, real quick, because we're up against the break. Wanted to know, what is the timeline for the Cleveland Browns in terms of making a move with Baker Mayfield? Do they trade him in the next few weeks before the draft, or is this a situation that could linger on to late in the summer? Or do they cut him, Jake?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think all of those are on the table. Uh, You know, right now, there's no market for Baker. So they're going to have to either attach an asset to trade him. They're going to have to eat significant salary. Uh, to, to have any chance of trading him, and if, if neither one of those becomes an opportunity for them, they might have to just sit and wait and see if somebody suddenly comes up with a quarterback need, if there's an injury uh, or something happens that makes uh, Baker more tradable, because if you're going to release him and eat that money, you might as well wait and see, because you're going to have to eat it anyway, and that's a you know significant uh, amount of dead money on your cap, $19 million. So I, I think that you know, this is this is something that could linger on, you know, up until the draft and maybe through the draft, depending on what happens around the league at the position.
2: Jake Trotter, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN Browns reporter. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate it. Um, See Max, guys. I remember at the time thinking I give I give Baker four years, eighty-eight. Right now, give him twenty-two a year, and everyone's like, oh, he'd never take that. And I'm thinking, well, he might not, but that's basically what he's worth. Like he's a solid quarterback. Yeah like there needs to be someone needs to like create this idea of a middle class quarterback contract for the middle class quarterbacks you don't often get a heavyweight fight on Sunday night it's exactly what we got last night that's next ESPN radio and Sirius XM channel 80 thanks for listening to Keyshawn J Will and Max the podcast check the guys out live weekday
0: mornings from 6 to 10 eastern
2: on ESPN radio